This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. What's up, basketball card collectors and investors? Welcome to Hoops and Cards. I am Gary, your host, coming at you live when I'm saying it from Northeast Ohio. Not far from Cleveland, not far from Pittsburgh, really close to Akron, very far from Australia. Hey guys, I am excited to talk to you today about Basketball Cards 101. That is, if you are new to basketball card collecting, investing, sports card collecting or investing, Uh, or you have a friend that is, or you're coming back to it after a hiatus. Uh, Say you went through your 20s and didn't give a crap about basketball cards. Like me, that's my story. I came back to the hobby, as they call it. Uh, I came back once in 2014 as a dad with uh, three kids who thought cards were cool. And then I still had those kids. But then in 2019... I was like, you know, it would be cool to have a hobby that is also somewhat profitable. Hey, what about sports cards? Basketball cards. So here we go. I got back into it. And some things were the same as they'd always been. How to take care of a good card. The power of negotiating a good deal. Not giving in to FOMO. But other things had really changed. Like all of the autograph cards and numbered cards and patch auto one of ones cards you know all those things and all the new brands and wait immaculate flawless impeccable don't all these things mean the same thing like i i gotta figure all this stuff out so maybe that's where you're at relearning or learning for the very first time basketball cards 101 so every so often on our hoops and cards podcast we do a show that's just for you just for those of us that want the the basics the structure, the uh, the foundations of being an informed collector and investor, because I don't know about you, but there's one thing I hate is going to a show or going to a card shop and feeling like, and that guy trying to sell me stuff or trying to buy my stuff, he probably knows more than I do about that card, that player, that insert. He knows, so- they know something. Like, why is it priced that high? Or why is he offer? why does he even want this? So we want this series, Basketball Cards 101, to be a primer. In fact, you can go back and listen to probably 20 of our episodes over the last year and a half have been about this. The uh, essentials for your mindset as a basketball card collector and investor. Sometimes we talk about things that, you know, are time sensitive, like a specific team or player or a specific season or product. And other times we come at you with things that, that will apply at any season any budget, any stage of, uh, you know, your career as a sports fan, collector, investor, things that will always apply to you. So today's episode, here we are, it's in the middle of August, and I'm just going to come out and say it. Uh, When it comes to following sports overall, 
I do have a football fan side of me that is going to be excited to see college football and at least curious about the NFL. I'll probably jump in on, a, on one fantasy football draft, maybe a few mock drafts, but nowhere near the excitement or energy that I have for the NBA and for basketball, uh, you know, not only because of cards and collecting, but I've always been a fan of the NBA. I am a season ticket holder, partial season ticket holder for the Cleveland Cavaliers and love, love, love getting to go see players from all over the NBA at different times over the last eight years. So, so this being the NBA off season, uh, it's kind of boring when it comes to NBA news or basketball card developments or, Hey, here's a take on what this team is going to do with their lineup or that trade or this, this guy that's playing out of his mind, you know, should we invest in blah, blah, blah. Like nothing, none of that's happening. In fact, we anticipated some things happening with free agency trades and, uh, you know, guys moving. But it appears that Kevin Durant, Donovan Mitchell, and Kyrie Irving are holding the entire NBA hostage, while every other day, Shams or Woj or Brian Windhorst comes out with a new rumor about who wants to play where, who's making what demands, what Phoenix, Miami, Toronto, or the, the flavor of the week is going to try to offer to get Kevin Durant so that they can be uh, controlled by an entitled... 34-year-old guy who thinks he's the best in the NBA. He's not. I wouldn't pick Kevin Durant in my top 10 picks if I was starting a franchise right now. I just wouldn't. I don't want the drama. I want guys that will uh, show up and produce. They'll stay healthy. They won't make a bunch of demands. They won't They won't make a team acquire eight other players to surround them and their buddies with their own little spoiled network and then a year later decide he's not happy and he wants to leave. Like, that is... That's a whole nine. I know some of you guys get on LeBron for forming super teams, but what Kevin Durant just did is it's just beyond. And I know he was tired of COVID. He was tired of Kyrie who isn't, but like, dude, you're Kevin Durant. Like other players have left their, their teams. Teams have made trades. GMs have been hired and fired. Coaches risk their career. If I'm Steve Nash, I'm like, I don't need this. I'm Steve Nash. Like, I don't know if you guys remember Steve Nash is a Hall of Famer. He doesn't need Kevin Durant's stamp of approval on his career or on his future as a coach. But right now, KD is holding them hostage. He's holding the, the Brooklyn Nets hostage. He's holding other trades, transactions, free agent signees like Colin Sexton. There's a domino effect. Holding everybody hostage. And, hey, man, why not leverage it? You're a free agent. Like, I, I get it. I really do. But... But really, like, far be it for me to tell a guy what to do with his life. I'm just telling you what the situation is. And so the basketball card market feels like it's being held hostage by, yeah, the offseason, but also nothing happening. A whole lot of nothing. So today we're going to talk about what do you do during the offseason? Basketball card 101. Are there, is there anything to do right now? Because the answer isn't no. There are lots of great things to do that will affect you as an investor that you could learn and get value and enjoy. And there's also a lot of uh, good, fun things to do that will help you as a collector. So I want to talk about all those things, seven things for you, 101, for all of us really to think about during the off-season, basketball card collectors and investors. So I'm excited to cover that list, run it down after this break. Yaron Walter Jackson Jr., born September 15, 1999, 
is an American professional basketball player for the Memphis Grizzlies of the National Basketball Association. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here's the deal. Uh, I'm going to go through seven things to do in the offseason as a basketball card collector and investor. And I'm not going through them in order. I, I didn't even bother to rank them yet because one might be more important to you and one might not even apply to you. So, And some of these will be things that I am doing right now uh, or wish I had done earlier <laughs> in approaching the offseason. And... Um, one thing to consider, I think, is just your your unique place, your budget, what you're trying to do, uh, how much of a collector you are, and how much you need to profit. You know, if you're doing this as a side hustle or a self-employed business, uh, you're going to think much, much differently than the person who's just saying, hey, I want to collect some Steph Curry cards. Or I want to collect some rookies of Zion or whatever. Like, you got to do you. And... Uh, so pick, pick what you want, you know, chew the meat, spit out the bones. Uh, you know, maybe you've heard that phrase before, something like that. Some of this will apply, some of this won't. But seven things to do, ideas, tips, advice, encouragement for the off season. Here's thing one. Thing one is, hey, don't rush to buy stuff. Don't rush to buy basketball cards, whether it's that... Giannis rookie that's cheaper than it's been in two years or that new shiny box blaster box sitting there in your eBay your target.com shopping cart or on the shelf even at Walmart like do not rush to buy that's the thing there is somewhere between four and six months in the NBA offseason they're going to announce the the schedule today or tomorrow which is cool and uh, it'll be fun seeing the Christmas day lineup and some other things, but really it's a long off season. It really is. And a lot of fans kind of treat the first month of the NBA as a preseason. Even, even some of the players and teams do, they don't really, unless they're a serious contender like Phoenix and they're trying to win 70 games that don't matter. They, they are not approaching the first month or two as like win or go home. Like these are not must win games. So those seem to start in late January, February, as playoff races begin to take shape in the NBA and as lineups become more solidified and players, um, you know, are stepping up into different roles in their teams. Yeah, that, 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 there is no rush for you to buy. Now, are there exceptions to that? Sure. But I'm saying that for two reasons. Number one, yes, it's a long off season. And number two, because of the length of the offseason, you know, there, there's an immediate drop in basketball card prices as sellers at the end of the playoffs are just looking to unload their basketball so they can buy baseball or they can buy football. They can buy the, the games, sorry, the cards of players who are playing games right now and get into football before that season starts or soccer before the World Cup or you know what I'm saying. Because right now, that's the stuff you see primarily at shows or on auctions. You see a lot of football, a lot of baseball. If you didn't know who Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, and Joe Burrow were already, you know their names now because they are everywhere as buying opportunities and quarterbacks that are going to go up. 
Bottom line, basketball takes a backseat for four to six months. So that card that you might want today could be cheaper in six weeks. Still very much at the middle of the offseason. Those cards that maybe were hard to find or were out of your price range, they're going to fall into your price range. So I would say set a few eBay searches and be as specific as you can for the card that you want, even the price range that you want. And it'll send you a notice saying, hey, well, I won't say, hey, I say, hey, they should do like notices read by the the podcast host of Hoops and Cards. Hey, hey, you, that John Morant red, white and blue PSA 10 you wanted. Yeah, yeah. Now it's somebody's listing it. Somebody's desperate to sell because they're like trying to leverage money to buy another, you know, Jonathan Taylor rookie patch auto. So they're selling their job for 20, sorry, for 225 bucks. I get that notice. Whoever gets that notice first. In fact, sometimes people uh, just wait for the, the auctions that are ending around weird times, like middle of the night, early morning, or they're ending, they're ending up with searches that have like newly listed because they want to be the first ones to see the buy it now deals when they pop up. So that's what I'm saying to you. Don't rush. Be a smart, be a wise, uh, a shrewd investor. You can wait a month. Right here we are, August 16th or so. Maybe it's August 17th. I don't know. I'm saying it's okay to wait till mid-September, even early October. For some of these guys, even mid-November, you're still going to find great deals. There is no rush to spend your money or to buy that card. You might think there is, and I don't blame you. Like I've given in and it's okay if you already did. All right, but that's number one, don't rush. Number two thing to do in the basketball off season, and this is a suggestion, it's something that I have done and I've been able to make some money in the off season on and I personally enjoy it, is buying cards of NFL quarterbacks. Especially the good, like the great ones. I mentioned a few, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, the guys that have a franchise on their shoulders and most of their career ahead of them, or guys like Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, that not only retain value, but there will be times when, hey, if they're if they're cruising towards another Super Bowl, those cards are going to spike up again, and I want to be there when that happens. So I've been buying Josh Allen rookies and second year and third year, getting some of those graded. I've been buying Justin Herbert's. Herbert's. I love uh, just his potential and what he's already doing as a quarterback in the league. I think Lamar Jackson is a steal right now, a bargain relatively for quarterbacks around the league. So I like those three guys. If you ne- if you needed to like nail me down to some specific quarterbacks, if if number two is buy quarterbacks, I'm going with Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Tom Brady, Pat Mahomes. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of good options, but pick the ones you like and uh, and go with them, right? So that's what I'm talking about. You can buy quarterbacks and then you could sell them in a month when the season starts. You could sell them in two months when they have a big game with like 400 yards and six touchdown passes. You can sell them when the playoffs come and you're looking like, look, uh, Justin Herbert's going to take his team deep in the playoffs. So Josh Allen might win the MVP. Like all that stuff you can hold on as long or as short, I guess, as you want. And, uh, you know, just be happy about it. That's, there's a lot of good opportunities in buying quarterbacks. So that's, that's thing number two. Logo man, patch auto one of one. Luka Doncic. Boom. (laughs) 
All right, moving on. Let's get to thing three and thing four when it comes to your 101 basic good thoughts, things to do in the off season. Thing three would be to save your money. Cash is king. Remember that. Think about it before you go trying to sell too much at a discount price because you're like, my cards are going down. What if they go down further? I want to sell like, well, hold on a minute. Maybe you're right, but think about it. Think it through. And uh, whatever cash you have, don't rush to spend it. Maybe this is the time to, uh, to realize the value of money going up and down or the value of your cards going up and down throughout a year and say, hey, one thing to do, <laughs> I guess this is a thing not to do. Just tell yourself, I don't have to spend this money. I don't. And, and just because, and by the way, the cool thing about cards, if you enjoy this stuff, if you love basketball, if you love collecting cards, you'll go to a show or you'll watch online or you have eBay searches or cardladder.com. There's always going to be another cool card to get. There's always going to be something where you're like, I don't want to, I don't want to leave this show without having something you know, to take home and enjoy and look at and then never think about for two months. <laughs> you, you got to tell yourself, uh, it's okay not to buy. I don't have to win this auction. I don't have to go home from this show with, with a card. In fact, maybe what I said is the best thing for you. Go home with cash because you did sell your card or because you didn't spend your cash. That is a thing to do is, is hold on. Just hold hold, hold, right? We have this trick we do with our dog. I can't believe he actually does this. Uh, he's 10 years old and, uh, his name is Rocky. He's got part, part golden retriever in him. So we get this big treat out. He loves treats. He will do almost anything for treat. It's just crazy. Uh, you know, it's kind of like what collectors will do for a hobby box. No, I'm just kidding. Rocky will do anything for a treat. And so one of our kids taught him to, we, we just set the treat on his nose, like literally on top of this dog's nose. We rest this little treat, this half dog bone and say, hold, hold. And so he has to freeze like mannequin challenge, just freeze and hold that treat right there in front of his eyeballs. Hold, hold. And I'm sure inside he's just ready to explode because he's about to taste that amazing dog bone crusty chicken flavor crunchy heavenly goodness that's about to just hit all of his taste buds in the right way. But he holds back. He does. I'm amazed. I mean, this this dog is super loyal. He was our, it, this wasn't his first trick or else he would have never learned anything. But we're like, hold, hold. And Rocky, guys, I'm serious. He will sit and hold for as long as you tell him to. He will sit and hold his nose in that one position, kind of up in the air, but flat enough to hold a treat on. Hold. And sometimes I'll be like, hold, hold. And then I'll walk out of the room and come back and he's still holding. That's what I'm saying to you about cash. There is power in using self-control and waiting. You do not have to spend. Even though you're going to listen to podcasters like me say, Hey, it's buying season. Look at all these deals. Wow, Zion, get it before he goes back up. Like, no, you don't have to. Just remember that. It's your money. You probably worked hard to make it. You do not have to spend it. Be picky. It's okay to say I'm holding, hold, 
I'm waiting, I'm waiting. Even that money that's in your PayPal account, it doesn't feel like real money because you can't smell it and hold it. Even that money that's in your eBay, like spendable funds. Ooh, I can just, I just buy this thing, this other thing. Is it like, it's like credits on a video game. No, it's not, it's actual money. It's actual money, so hold on to it until you find something that you're like, oh, yeah, this is what I've wanted for a while and now it's finally in my price range. Oh, this is a card I never thought I'd find in person or an auction that could, could actually end this low. Oh my gosh, like you need wow factor right now because there are so many things to buy. So hold your cash unless it's like, wow, I've got a story to tell. It's kind of what happened to me with the card I bought uh, last week. I'm like, that's a card I've wanted for three months and I finally spent that money. I'm like, I, I, I was in hold, hold mode <laughs> for a while. And then I saw that card and I'm like, all right, I'll try to just trade him for it. Nope. All right. Give me a bundle, like throw, throw in a bunch of other things. And I bought the thing. So that's number three. One thing to do this off season is not spend your cash or resist. Hold, hold the cash. A second thing that I think fits nicely with this one, or actually we're on number four here. Number four is work on your plan for the basketball season. Like just take a little time, maybe get out one of those, get out your phone, your iCal and say, hey, uh, over the next 12 months, and we actually have a whole Basketball Card 101 episode about this. If you scroll back in our feed, you'll see like, hey, basketball cards throughout the year you know, 12 months of the calendar year, how to plan for this. And some of that fits nicely with, you know, learning the NBA calendar. Okay, when does the season start? Okay, when does the, I, I last year I made a, a, a planner, like a schedule, all the big NBA events. When is the trade deadline? When is free agency close? When do the playoffs start? When is the all-star break? All those things. And then and then I went on to blowoutcards.com and a couple others and I said, okay, when are all the new releases? Okay, that's when Draft Picks comes out. Okay, so ignore that. That's when National Treasures comes out. That's when Panini Prestige or Prism comes out. That's when, right, put those on your calendar. And then I go to all of the NBA teams and I see their injury reports. Oh, okay. So Kawhi is projected to return in early December. Jamal Murray's coming back in late November. Jaron Jackson may never be back. Okay, like you're you're putting some of those things on your calendar, right? Think through game plan for next season. You maybe hear people say, buy the hype, sell the news. That's if you're going on short-term flips. But that's definitely a thing where if you know there's going to be hype running up to the all-star break or the MVP announcement and you've, hey, you've bought even before that because you were looking at your calendar, you can sell into the hype. You can be ahead of those hype buyers and sell them something that they're reaching for or sell, put it, put it like, or best offer, put it, buy it now. And then when the, the news breaks, oh, Donovan Mitchell got traded. Boom. There's like, 80 New York New York Knicks fans buying cards online because they want to be the first to say, look at my Donovan Mitchell Silver Auto numbered to seven. It's probably not even a thing, but you know what I mean? If you're ahead of the calendar, guys, it's going gonna, it's gonna to serve you well as a collector and investor. So game plan for next year. How do I do that? Well, get familiar with the NBA calendar, the basketball card release calendar, the injuries calendar, 
maybe also the TV calendar that's coming out, right? Big games on Christmas Day, all that stuff. Uh, maybe you want to look at when's March Madness because, like, people don't watch NBA stuff during then, and maybe that's time to buy some of those Bowman University refractors of whatever the guy in college's name is, Victor Wambanyamada. You know, I don't even know if he's got a card yet, but when he does, I'll learn how to say his name. Until then, we don't care. It's hoops and cards, baby. That's four. We got three more to go. Eight. Let me hit you with numbers five and six. Things to do during the off-season, basketball cardos. I would say ignore the summer league. Ignore the preseason games. Ignore the posts about Malachi Flynn scored 96 points yesterday in a summer league pickup game in Piscataway, New Jersey. Like, Ignore all that noise. I'm glad that Malachi Flynn scored a few baskets. I'm glad that somebody made Kyle Lowry look bad on Instagram. I'm glad that DeJounte Murray and Paolo Banchero are promoting their brands by making little fights on little little courts. Like, I, I, I really would just encourage you to ignore all that stuff. Why? Well, because some people run to the to the listings or run to the store to buy Bull Bull and Taylor Horton Tucker and Nikhil Alexander Walker guys that are like the next great thing because they had 22 points in a preseason game or 30 in a summer league and everybody's like Paul Reed holy cow Paul Reed is going to be the next Carl Malone like he had look he had 30 and 12 and mop-up time against the fourth string Celtics like but I, I, I can't believe I even have to say that but it seems like every year the last three that I've been paying attention to basketball cards and seeing yeah uh, some people some people with the fear of missing out and I gotta say I was one of them just not with summer league stuff or preseason stuff I, I you could want to rush in and buy because you might think oh just because this guy was dominant and he made someone else look silly in the summer league does not mean a thing in the league. It doesn't mean at all in the NBA, the association, and it certainly doesn't mean anything to a playoff race. So ignore the summer noise. Ignore games and performances where it's like, Hey, look, LeBron showed up to the Drew League and he had 39 points, 18 blocks, and four Diet Cokes. Like, I don't care, neither should you. I'm glad LeBron's healthy. I care more about guys' health and injury updates or Chris Middleton had another surgery. Like, that's at least worth knowing. You know, Summer League, some guy went went home for the weekend and, you know, scored 50 on his buddies and... Kennebunkport, Maine, or Melbourne, Australia. Shout out, Michael. There it is. And Phil. Phil, it was great to meet you. Love meeting people from Australia. We have 13% of our listeners from Australia. And they're like, yeah, it's, it's great. We're here. Talk about basketball. Don't talk about how many of us you know. Get to the league. Get to the cards. So that's thing five is uh, ignore the summer noise. Ignore the summer preseason, even the preseason games, man. Like, don't, 
don't think that you're, you're, you're like sitting watching these preseason games going, hey man, Isaiah Joe, he just got 28 minutes in, a, in their third preseason game against the Spurs. Isaiah Joe is going to be the next breakout point guard. No, he's not. He's not. And if he is, it's not going to be because of this, you know, radical insight you had after a 28-point game. Like, no. Isaiah Joe is is a force to be reckoned with. I'm just not sure on what level yet, but we'll we'll give you enough advance notice when he's worth investing cards and he's a lottery ticket for a buck right now. But let me get to number six, which is sort of like in absolute contrast to the summer and the preseason, like these little things that don't matter, these little piddly pithies exhibitions. This is supposed to be an exhibition. Remember that from Rocky IV? An exhibition. That's what Duke was saying to the referees and the Moscow Politburo and 80,000 Russians who were watching. An exhibition. All right. In contrast to the little exhibition games and Paul Reed breakout performances would be the absolute big picture as a collector and an investor I have always got to keep the big picture in mind that what is going to set a player apart in the grand scheme of things when we talk about the greatest of all times and we have that fun little debate about Michael or LeBron LeBron or Michael hey I don't even like those guys what about Shaq what about Bill Russell like that's that's big picture stuff like people who are doing historic things, people who are Hall of Fame players, teams that win championships. In 10 years from now, nobody's going to remember, hey, do you remember that uh, that night Devontae Graham just had a triple-double and he was on the two of the ESPN top tens? I'm buying his rookie PSA 10 for five bucks. I bet you anything it'll be up to six bucks when they make the documentary out. Like, that's my point. He's not a part of the big picture. Sorry, Devonte and all of your Graham family. Sorry. Like, no, big picture would be guys that, who who is iconic? Who is transcendent? People will remember the name Shaq in, in sports and in culture. For a long time, they'll remember Michael Jordan. They'll remember LeBron James, Allen Iverson, Kobe Bryant, Magic Johnson, the San Antonio Spurs, Golden State Warriors. Right now, the big picture, they are they are writing their names in the history books. I don't love them because I'm a Cavs fan, but look at what they're doing. Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, Steve Kerr, and, I mean, a little bit of Iguodala here, a little bit of KD, a little bit of, you know, man, Kevon Looney, what's, what's the deal with him? Takes a nap for the entire season and then plays like Shaquille O'Lajuan in the playoffs. Man... I think that's a pretty cool name, Shaquille Olajuwon. You get what I'm saying? Think about the big picture. Step back and say, and that can be with your cards as well. Like, hey, over the course of this past year, if all I did was chase after Jalen Noels and Nikhil Alexander-Walkers, and hey, maybe I got lucky and I picked one guy that was right, that Alperin Shingun really did make some profit for me. Like, all right, you're missing the big picture. Like, Luka Doncic is building a career for the ages. Nikola Jokic could win his historic third MVP in a row. Golden State and what they're doing. LeBron, if the Lakers turn things around. Jason Tatum. There are guys that are doing things that will be remembered 
10, 15, 20, 25 years from now, Steph Curry. I'm just saying, those those seem like better investments to me. Those seem like better, and, and this is sort of baked into that part, that number six, look at the big picture, is when I buy a card, you know, if it's more than a $3, $5 card, when I buy a card, one that you target, you like, you, you're like, all right, I'm gonna, I am gonna spend my cash. I'm done, hold, hold, okay, spend. Like you might find a buy, but one of the things I like about those historic or iconic or big picture kind of players or cards is like, hey, at some moment or another, whether that's this season, whether it's like the NBA tip-off or the All-Star game or that player goes and like they win the championship, whether that moment happens this year or in three years, like Ja Morant has a really bright future. Ja Morant has a legacy that he's building. The big picture, I would say, go for the legacy players. Not not necessarily the guys that have been around forever and you're like talking about their legacy and Chris Paul and Point God. And like, no. Look at who's building legacies now too. Like look at the big picture in the NBA and the future, how those players will re- be remembered. Some of them are at the end of their careers. Some of them are just getting started. What's the big picture going to say about them? Those are the guys I want to buy in on. Those are the guys that I think, you know what? Uh, it's real discouraging if you're Jaron Jackson Jr. investor and you're like, dude is injured again. Oh, and he's got a surgery again. Oh, great. We're gonna, we got another season of he's a question mark. But big picture, you go, well, the dude is still only 23. He wouldn't be the first guy that took a few years to develop and get healthy and find his shot and his identity in the league. He's growing with a team that loves and invests in him and he's got all the talent in the world. So long-term, I still like him. Long-term, not discouraged. I'm not selling, but I'm, I'm not buying either. I'm just holding. I'm, I'm thinking long-term, big picture. So that's number six. Embrace the big picture. Step back. Hey, it's the off season. Look, read, research some cards. Look at the last five year of trends for certain players on card ladder or sports card investor or whatever it is you do but think big picture and then say right is is my portfolio building into that big picture am i capitalizing on that big picture and and here's another hint like if the guys you're talking about or you're messaging people like me and asking about if the guys the guys you're curious about aren't even starting on their teams they aren't even like the second string point guard on their team or the third string power forward on the team. If they're not, if they're not that, then I would just say, why, why, why are you, wh- what? <laughs> like, why are you thinking so much about them? Uh, Precious Achua has potential, okay, but I'm not putting a dollar his way. I'm not. Now, if it's a card that's numbered and autographed and la 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 la, then you're buying the card. You're not buying the player. Just be honest about it. That's five and six. everybody I don't know what happened at the end there I think uh, I was recording the podcast and got a phone call that happens when you're using such a convenient tool as anchor (laughs) 
But hey, I want to thank you so much for listening to Hoops and Cards. I hope you guys have an awesome week. Let me know about any deals you get, questions you have, or feedback for the show. I'd love to hear it at Hoops and Cards on Instagram. That's at Hoops and Cards on Instagram. And also in our show notes today, you can find out some treats, some deals on Hoops Plus, our member platform, and also on NoOffSeason.com. Check that stuff out, and we will see you next time. Thanks, everybody. His exploits are legendary. All right. Take care now. Bye-bye then.